Happy Halloween, Creepsters. Guess who's back? Candace, one of our favorite Bohemian dolls, is back to talk about the origins of Halloween with me tonight. Which is actually the festival of Samhain. And that means the end of summer and the beginning of fall winter. Pagans, Wiccans, Druids all celebrate this holiday. So many religions and people that study the craft, they celebrate this change and transition into the fall winter season. And also it is considered the new year. It's a beautiful time of the year. So Samhain has many different names. He was considered the Lord of the Darkness, the Lord of the Dead. But what I gathered from the research that I've done is that the Celtics and Druids had on their calendar two important times of the year. The, the spring-summer belonged to the god Beltane and the fall winter belonged to the lord of the darkness which is Samhain and so you had the, the sun god and then the, the god of darkness so it kind of makes sense you know during the spring summer the sun is out longer and in the winter it's dark most of the time of the year right and it's cold and kind of creepy so Samhain was considered to be the dark god and the the lord of the dead and he was he could only roam the earth at night when it's dark outside and he would come to basically capture spirits and take them back to the underworld now what's so significant about halloween on the 31st is that it's considered to be the one day of the year when the veil is then between our worlds and they call it either the underworld the spirit world or the underworld did i say underworld it's they call it the other world and the underworld also so he would come and he would capture spirits and now these spirits will roam the earth for this particular day to come visit loved ones because they were able to come back for a day and so he would come and capture them also it's also known that not just spirits could roam the earth during this day but different type of fairies could roam and i'm talking about scary fairies that also would come and they were more interested in capturing human like living people and taking them back to the underworld or you know the other world other dimension so people were really, really terrified of this day. Um, so it was very different back back then. Like today, we go out and we celebrate and we dress up in costumes. And I think Candace is going to touch on this. But basically, <laughs> it's ironic that we dress up in Halloween costumes. But people would dress up as fairies, as monsters back in the day so that... It would confuse the fairies and the people were fairies so that they wouldn't kidnap them and take them to the underworld. So just funny how, you know, today it's like all innocent. But back then it was fairies really going around kidnapping people. And maybe they still do today. Maybe we just don't know. But we all dress up 
like them today as characters, we called them. But back then, they were really going around, like, taking people. Um, also, this festival, they, they celebrate it um, in many different ways. But this is considered, like, today on the 31st, I believe. And please, all the pagans out there, Druids, anyone that has proper knowledge on this please correct me if i'm not mistaken today is new year's eve and then the first november 1st is actually new year's for you guys am i correct um let me know on social media if i'm right or wrong but people would leave uh candles in their windowsills so that the spirits that were roaming through the night can can get through and see where they were going to get away from Samhain who was trying to capture them so if you ever seen I've seen that on like scary movies like Victorian styled scary movies where like on Halloween they would leave like candles in the window outside and now I understand how that connects to Samhain uh so that's the creepy side of what Samhain means now the actual festival people celebrated today it's it's a time of the year where the season is changing so it's a beautiful time of the year I personally love fall and winter it's a time of transition it's it's a time where everything dies, right? And it's a time to just relax and get cozy and and basically just shed all your old energy. I I think it's a beautiful time of the year and it could be understood as many things. It could be understood as being a beautiful time of the year, a reflecting time of the year. Some people look at it as, oh, it's dark and like ominous and scary, but it's really not. It's a time to transition. You're basically hibernating, right? You're going into hibernation and then spring, you're coming out of hibernation. You know, it's a time to just relax and eat good warm food and hearty food and all the rich colors and the leaves turning and then we get snow which is only cute for so long as soon as february hits i'm pretty much over snow but then you have spring right around the the corner and belting comes in so i think the transitioning of seasons are so important and Samhain is an amazing amazing holiday and i just want to say happy Samhain to everyone candace take over from here okay um so Samhain like all great holidays is celebrated because of a god just like you explained um, the celebrants believe that the barriers between the physical world and the human world will break down during this time, allowing more interactions between humans and Denzians of the other world, which is super cool in my mind, but, you know, not everybody likes that idea. <laughs> uh, so during this time, this is when the Celts harvested for winter 
And when the harvest was over, that's when the celebrations began. So during the celebrations, they would light fires all over the villages. Um, the Druid priest would um, conduct this um, ritual. Um, they would use this wheel that would cause frictions and spark flames. The wheel was considered a representation of the sun and used along with their prayers. They also made sacrifices with their cattle. And at the end, all the participants would take, the, take a flame that the Druid priests lit and from the communion bonfire, and they would bring it back home and relight their hearth inside their homes. So that was like like the underlying tradition when it comes to this holiday. But also, because the barrier between the worlds were believed to be the thinnest, the Celts would, would leave offerings outside the village. And that's the whole turn, like idea of soul cakes came about. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this. Um, it was just these like treats or cakes um, that they would leave outside for fairies. Yes. <laughs> um, so it, it was an attempt to protect the village against um, fairies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, because also, because the veil was so thin, right? So fairies could cross over and also also the ancestors could cross through. So this is where dressing up came about. So this is where the Celts were dressed up as animals and monsters. So they wouldn't get kidnapped to the other world also. So you know how fairies love kidnapping humans. So that may, that kind of ties into our other episode for fairy folk. Um, it's all linked in here. <laughs> Word. Yes. Yeah, and it's so funny um, how they just keep popping up with every holiday. <laughs> um, and quite honestly, a lot of the holidays we talk about also like has a link to Ireland. And it's one of my one of my most favorite trips I've ever taken was to Ireland. So there's something about that. Yeah, it's such it's. No, it is. I was going to agree with you. It's totally like when you're there, it is a magical place for sure. But um, this is this holiday. You know how some holidays, um, because of the whole wars with religion and some religions get persecuted and not allowed to be practiced and some holidays go away, but then they come back. This never happened really for Halloween for some reason. Um, it just kept going on and developing as the centuries go by. Yeah. So during the Middle Ages, the tradition continued. So they still had the bonfires. 
in the villages and and whatnot and the celebration of the harvest. And this is the time when they started carving turnips and called them jack-o'-lanterns. And then later on, the Irish started carving pumpkins. And so that's where that came about. So it's just just grown over the years, like the traditions from from all over basically that yeah it just it's just you see all these little hints and little traditions that all accumulated into this massive holiday that we all look forward to every year and um, after this like you said christianity grew in popularity Um, naturally certain popes tried to change or move the holiday to lessen the significance of it but quite honestly the holiday is all based on the fall harvest so that was kind of a stupid move on their part quite honestly like i think out of out of all the holidays that they basically sabotaged right yeah they this is like they couldn't it was it's nothing to replace or to take away from it's literally the celebration of summer ending and winter coming and the fall harvest. So yeah. you you can't move a season. And I think also that's why I've always liked Halloween because mm-hmm. it wasn't just because like when we were younger we got to dress up, but I my favorite season is fall and it just Same. you get you could just tell or feel the richness the seed one season ending the other one coming and it's just I don't know maybe it's because I'm also a winter baby too but I I really I just love the transition from summer to fall to winter yeah it's just like it's it's just the seasons of life right and it's like your fall is yes it's the opportunity to let go of what doesn't serve you anymore so it's just a really freeing time and all the celestial events too during this time also sets up a path for you to like set your intentions and let go of your past and like boil it down clean up your room and get rid of the clothes that you don't want anymore it's so like it's everything is all wrapped into this and Um, i also think that just facing your dark side like what you don't like about yourself and healing yourself from that and that's in the winter supposed to represent something dying hibernating Mm -hmm. and like so it getting reborn yeah so it makes so much sense and i think that um people need to hear this about halloween because i think that you know it's so uh commercial commercialized now that people don't really understand like the foundation of it and just like every holiday that we discuss on the podcast it we get down to the origins of it so people can know so they can respect it more than for what it is now or known for today yeah it's not all about uh sexy nurses and sexy bees yeah i'm I'm sorry like if people just uh paid attention yeah they love to like make fun of people who practice wicca or, or consider themselves pagans but they're 
like it's really truly like a worship of nature and us uh, and knowing yourself and being aware of yourself and going through the motions of bettering yourself yeah and it's it, it's kind of funny how like they just minimize it to a point where it's literally a bunch of people getting drunk and throwing up and eating candy <laughs> yeah or having a reason to uh dress slutty i mean hey i'm all for that you know but oh i i'm not hating on on the sluttiness <laughs> but it, it's it's like, so much I'm, deeper than that <laughs> yes i'm all about being a slutty witch but <laughs> speaking of i'm i'm, I'm gonna be i'm a also working witch. on myself <laughs> you be- are so, I don't know if you see my Instagram post, but I'm making this black velvet. It's like a romper. It's in a super, like, Victorian-esque with the high collar. Go to my, it's on my personal page. It's, okay, I'll look. I think you liked it. You probably just thought it was, like, just a... A regular fashion picture, but no, I'm making that. Okay, yeah, I'll look again. I'll, I'll look again. <laughs> okay, sidetrack. All right. So, um, I was going into so yes, yeah, so the Pope's tried to move it around. Mm-hmm. No way. Um, so October thirtieth, thirty first, November first, and November second stuck. Um, so going further into history um the Amer- uh the irish immigrants brought all these halloween traditions to america americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money you know i do that on a daily basis mm-hmm. uh, i don't need halloween mm-hmm. to do that but this is when it started a practice that eventually became today's trick or treat traditions Young women believed that on Halloween, they could divine the name or appearance of a future husband by doing tricks with yarn, apple pairings, or mirrors. Oh, yeah. Did we talk about that in an episode? Yeah, one of the fairy episodes, I yeah. think. Um, yeah, so for, cool. for the mirror, I think like they do like a song or something. Yeah. And you sit in a chair and you look into the mirror behind you and... A man or a boy or whatever, how old you are, will appear, and that's going to be your husband. Um, alas, I have tried this, and I only see gremlins. (laughs) Are they? (laughs) Are they at least cute gremlins? No. (laughs) But uh, it's okay. I mean, this is why I'm still single. sometimes, (laughs) Sometimes they could be adorable. Yeah, I guess. I <laughs> oh, like Gremlins from the movie? Yeah. <laughs> bright light, bright light, bright light. I think they're so cute. Gizmo. They're Gizmo. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh. Maybe, maybe mine look like Gizmo. <laughs> we have to do an episode on Gremlins. I know they exist. Yeah, they steal all my shit and hide it on me. I'm convinced that gremlins steal my socks. Besides Gucci and Louie, I think gremlins come in the night 
They definitely do. I'm 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 dead ass serious that one of them's living here. Cause like one like like even today I'm like, where's my tote bag? I literally just came home and put it on my doorknob and it wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And then it was it was on the end of my bed and I was like, I did not put it there. They're totally trolling you, dude. so sidetracked again (laughs) in the late 1800s there was a move in america to mold halloween into a holiday more community and neighborly get-togethers than about ghost pranks and witchcraft which i feel is boring at the turn of the century Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day. Parties focused on games, foods of foods of the season, and festive costumes, which I'm totally for. I miss a good old-fashioned Halloween party, like bobbing for apples and I shit like know. that. Even though nowadays we can't really be doing that. It's so many germs, you know, people got all types of shit. I know, on. I know. I mean... <sighs> We could like do something else, but like you know what I mean, like yeah. a good old-fashioned Halloween party with like the the crazy punch with the hand in it and yes. like you know. Well, we have to keep our pact that when we get it, gosh, we are older. We're <laughs> <laughs> we are older now. <laughs> Where's um, our cabin in the woods, India, so we can have our Halloween party? Where is our country house with the big country porch that goes around the whole Round, yes. house? And we were going to decorate the whole thing. Let's just keep speaking <laughs> this into existence. And it's going to happen. And we have Halloween parties where you have to get your Halloween costume rented. Yes. Like, like you have to come in a like legit costume. Theater proof costume, like you're about to go on stage. Yeah. And you, it's a whole weekend full of just awesome, just amazing things to do. And like, we'll have a greenhouse where we like mix herbs and candies. I just imagine this whole thing. So you're just describing the house from. Um rules of magic and practical magic in Connecticut. Yes. 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 Basically. And we have a house full of familiars, whether they're dogs or cats or pigs or bunnies or... All of them. And ravens. (laughs) Yes. So they they started the parties, uh-huh. and uh, parents were encouraged by newspapers and community leaders to take anything frightening or grotesque out of Halloween celebrations. Mm-hmm. Because of these efforts, Halloween lost most of its superstitious and religious overtones by the beginning of the 20th century. So that's when things started getting commercialized, I think. Mm. So that's like the end of the holiday. The, ends of the religion part of the holiday i guess americans started the commercialized side of it yeah because they saw money in it yeah basically but you know i so to like continue on with this i felt like a lot of our um episodes that me and you do we focused a lot on ireland and scotland yes and i wanted to just take a nod 
to the rest of the world for my favorite holiday. So I wanted to just touch on what other countries celebrate and a little bit of what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, So we cannot forget our neighbors to the south, Dia de los Muertos, which is one of my other favorite holidays. Gotta love it. It is from November 1st to November 2nd Mm -hmm. in Mexico and parts of Latin America. Mm -hmm. The Day of the Dead is to honor those who have passed away. It is believed that the gates of heaven open up at midnight on October 31st and the souls of the children return to earth to be reunited with their families for 24 hours. On November 2nd, the souls of the adults come down from heaven to join the festivities. I think it's such a sweet, it's a, it's such a sweet and happy, like, holiday. Yes. And, I, and it's so colorful, and it's, I just, I just love learning about what they do during this time down yeah, there in Mexico. It's beautiful. The, the next, the next country... <laughs> This will, you will appreciate, and it links it to our first episode, Day of Dracula, in Romania. Gotta love it. So, like, this is something, for real, I want to do. It's on my bucket list. So people from all around the world flock to celebrate Halloween at Vlad the Impaler (gasps) Tepe's purported home at Grand no Castle way. in Transylvania, Romania. Oh, yes. Um, there are a number of guides and inclusive travel packages in Romania that offer tours and parties at Count Dracula's Castle for Halloween. We have I to am do that. so going yes, to this. I definitely want to do that. This is definitely something I want to get bit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but only if he's the sexy one. <laughs> so, Japan has a Kawasaki Halloween parade. Ooh. This has been going on for only 21 years. You know, um, I think Asian countries are very um, set in their customs. Mm-hmm. They have a they have their own rich holidays. So I completely understand why yeah. they ne- they didn't get into this until 21 years ago. Mm-hmm. But it's the biggest parade in Japan, and wow. over 4,000 people come dressed in costumes, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and this, the Philippines, they celebrate something that I am probably going to butcher this name. <laughs> Pangangalulua. Wow. Yes, it's a tradition in the Philippines where children go, go door-to-door, often in costumes, and they sing, ask for prayers for those stuck in purgatory. Aww. Yes. That's really sweet. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Hong Kong has the Hungry Ghost Festival, a.k.a. what I'm going to be when I haunt people after I die. The Hungry Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to haunt... I'm going to haunt people's kitchens and make them feed me. Yes. That, <laughs> and, sounds, that sounds amazing. 
Yes. So this happens actually on the 15th day of the seventh lunar month, which is around mid-August to mid-September. And the people of Hong Kong celebrate the Hungry Ghost Festival. Um, This is is believed when spirits get restless and they begin to roam the world. And the festival is a way to feed these spirits both with food and money that they will need in the afterlife. Wow, that's so interesting. Surprisingly, India has a ritual called Pitru Paksha um, for 16 days of the second Paksha of the Hindu lunar month of holy crap, I don't know, uh, Bhadrapada. Mm-hmm. Strike me down if I butchered that. <laughs> um, this is when they celebrate this holiday. It's believed that when a person dies, Yama, the Hindu god of death, takes her his or her soul to purgatory where they'll find their last three generations of the family and during this during this holiday the souls are briefly allowed to return to earth and to be with their family so there's this common thread you see here i'm going from country to country that it's all about the afterlife yeah like i've always heard this is goes way back to when i was younger that it always had something to do with the veil thinning between our world and the basically um, the underworld. But I didn't know that ghosts roamed the earth to try to go to the underworld. Maybe we'll do an episode on like what would be considered like where are the dead resting? Are they resting in? purgatory and then they come to earth when the veil is thin but then isn't the underworld considered purgatory so it's like maybe if i can get somebody on that can like break down what everything is or is it yeah or is the underworld like you have the underworld but within the underworld there's layers yeah i always assumed that purgatory was like limbo yeah, it is. But then, so, what is the underworld? The, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, we should do an episode <laughs> like that. Because I think it might be, like, just different dimensions of that. And they they want to go to the dimension that. Yeah. I, and also, the underworld sounds kind of creepy. So, like, we, we just need, we need an explanation. Yes, explain this shit. Yes. Yes. So, Poland, I don't know what Poland, I know what the Polish language sounds like, but um, it's not something I have tried to say before, like use before. Um, So, this holiday is called Zien Zad. Zusni. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> if I got that right, I, I have to win a prize. <laughs> and this this holiday is just like um, All Souls Days for Catholics. Oh, and okay. it, it's celebrated with candles and flowers and offerings and prayers for the departed relatives. And in the second day, they attend a requiem mass for the souls of the dead. Another common thread, candles, lighting, symbol. Um, the Indian one, they were they offer pumpkins. Oh. That's a thing. I didn't know 
they had pumpkins in India. Yeah. Um, in Nigeria, the Awuru Odo Festival uh, marks the return of the dearly departed friends and family members back to the living, lasting up to six months. Wow. Yes, it's held, celebrated with feast, music, and masks before the dead return to the spirit world. Um, yo, I want a holiday to last six months. Yeah. So that sounds like a good time. Yeah, it does. Knows how much respect that they have for the dead once they're gone. Yeah, certain cultures they just like they believe in the connection with the and their with their ancestors and it's so like cool yeah i feel like like christian catholic part uh partisans like they it's like someone dies and that's it you know yeah well you know they don't believe in they don't believe um communicating with the dead it's it's like frowned upon which i think is ridiculous because when you think about it Every other religion has more knowledge on and respect about spirits after they leave. Like, they don't die. You, you don't die. Your energy will continue. You just won't be in a body anymore. Which yeah, means we're, that you we're all this. made of energy. And yeah. if you want to get technical with it, you want to get scientific with it, energy never dies. Exactly. So... Why is it frowned upon to to um want to celebrate them? It's because, and that's who created those religions. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> cut, Candace. Even though that's very true, but it it is. It's like it's weird that, and then it's like okay. Also, well, then that even gets deeper because. Now we getting into like why can't we communicate with them? Why can't anyone? I mean, not a psychic or a medium. Why can't any person just connect with someone that is no longer in body form, right? But then you gotta yeah. think. You like you just said, like basically, men created this this bible or religion to where it blocks people from communicating but also not just that when you think about it <clears throat> we have a third eye right yes without our third eye we can't communicate we can't be clairvoyance we can't be psychics we can't be mediums we can't teleport because they've loaded so much shit in our foods that blocks our third eye, right? Mm -hmm. So then, so basically, our everything is blocked, so we can't see them. But if it wasn't, we would be able to see. Just like if you read parts of the Bible, people think that shit is fake when they used to be able to see. Like, oh, Paul or somebody passed away, but he came to visit me last night, and we had a conversation. That's because they were spiritually high enough. Their vibration was high and their third eye was open. Yeah. We could see into other dimensions. You know, dragons and dinosaurs do exist. 
we just can't see them, you know? Well, dinosaurs did roam this plane. No, at they, one point. I think that they just, <laughs> I think that they didn't go extinct. I think that they went to a different dimension. <laughs> like that movie, like that movie with Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. I think when they say things go extinct, they really just go to another dimension because they're like, fuck this planet. <laughs> yes. All right. Sidetracked. <laughs> Always. Um, so Cambodia has Pchum Ben holiday from the end of September to the middle of October. Mm-hmm. The Buddhist families come to celebrate this religious holiday uh, to celebrate the dead. They give foods like sticky rice and beans wrapped in banana leaves, which sounds delicious, by the way. Yeah. And they also visit temples to offer baskets of flowers to respect the deceased ancestors. It's also time for people to celebrate the elderly, which is a new thing. That's awesome. <sighs> yes, yeah, celebrate them while they're here. Yes. Um, Italy has Agnisanti. It's uh, basically um, All Saints Day. Um, the festivities, festivities begin um, a couple of days before when people begin leaving fresh flowers. Generally, chrysanthemums car- on the graves of departed loved ones, as well as complete strangers turning the country's cemeteries into a beautiful display of colors. Mm-hmm. Italians also pay tribute to the departed by putting a red candle in the window at sunset and set a place at the table for those spirits they hope will pay a visit. Wow. Yeah. Um, all very similar and just to end it um, it turns out like November 1st all Catholics celebrate All Saints Day all around the world and All All Souls Day on November 2nd Um, and it's the annual time to honor the lives who died um, which is like this theme here um so, but they all celebrate differently. Like, Germany has its own tradition. <clears throat> they, many of people hide kitchen knives so the return, so the returning spirits won't be accidentally harmed. <laughs> what? <laughs> or use the same knives to harm the living. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. So that's my like roundabout. How. <laughs> Halloween um, is celebrated all over the world. OMG. The best holiday ever. That was so amazing. Just to think that, you know, now that Halloween has become so sensational, that every culture participates in the holiday. Okay, so to finish off this amazing episode talking about one of our favorite holidays, Halloween, I would like to end it by giving the creepsters a little, um, some creepy events that happened on Halloween throughout history. 
well not really throughout history but like more recent okay so this one is so creepy okay in 2005 in a small town where Halloween was like super celebrated and like there were you know how like in neighborhoods they have like all the decorations on the houses and it's just decked out with Halloween decorations right Mm -hmm. so in this one neighborhood people were just used to creepy the decorations on the homes so it wasn't out of the ordinary to see like really creepy things on people's lawns or like body parts or like fake corpse hanging from a tree like it's normal during this time of year so people were passing by this one particular house and they noticed that um there was a a body or looked like a body and it looked really creepy but they thought it was just like a a prop right a halloween prop Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't it was actually a dead body someone had committed suicide the night before and it took hours before it was reported because people thought it was just decorations oh my god how creepy is that that's crazy yeah that one's pretty crazy and i think we all pretty much know this next event that happened or how it came about um remember when we were younger and it was like this craze about like checking your candy or having the parents check the candy so we were like maybe around eight or nine i thought it had happened when we were younger but it was reported that back in 1974 it was a case where an eight-year-old in texas died from poisoned candy the worst yes. part of the story is that the child's father was the one who poisoned him um the story behind this is basically the father was going he had he was struggling for money and he went bankrupt and came up with this horrible idea to get um life insurance for all his kids he had like three or four of them and he got the insurance and he planned to basically poison all of them and collect the insurance money the fuck yeah so i i don't know how the story unfolded or how the cops you know got wind to what he was doing but i guess it was after they found they put the dates together of when he received the insurance money and um they also found out that his other kids basically let the cops know like hey yeah my dad gave us candy but we didn't eat it but our brother did so oh yeah Um, i didn't realize that i thought that well, it so, is an it is another story. I think from the eight, it had to be from the eighties, or like the the late eighties or early nineties when we were little. Yeah, about the razor blade. Yeah, right? that's what I was gonna say. The razor blade. But I think that one even goes way back to like a long, long time ago. 
because I think it has something to do with the what is that what's the thing called that the game with the apple and the water oh um, bobbing for apples the bobbing for apples I thought it had something to do with that like they were putting razor blades in the apples <laughs> which is sick yeah okay what's another one okay so in 2012, a woman from Oregon bought a graveyard kit to decorate with. Inside, she found a note. It was from a Chinese factory worker who claimed he and other workers were tortured. They were forced to make these toys for 15 hours a day. I think I heard about that. No way. For real? I think so. That sounds so familiar. This one is it accidental hanging on october 31st 1990 william anthony odom was 15 years old when he accidentally yep. hung himself when staging a gallo scene in the basement of his haunted house why did they say in the basement of his haunted house that's kind of eerie because it was haunted yeah so like, did he haunted. did he actually do it or did he was he murdered on october 31st 1981 a couple was murdered in their manhattan home they were severely yes. beaten and then shot in the head execution style and their house was ransacked that's murder, fucked up. <laughs> yeah. The murder was thought to be related to drugs. However, word from a prison informant turned the case on his head. As an inmate, David Berkowitz, the notorious son of Sam, predicted the murder weeks before. Are they saying he predicted it or he did it? Um, well, he the his the whole son of Sam thing was that he was predicting. Like he was saying that someone was telling him to do these things i think that's what the background is with son of sam oh boy please stop it <laughs> <laughs> no but if he predicted if he was in jail and predicted it then no that's creepy because that's yeah. what this is insisting that he predicted it he was in jail okay now that's creepy that's a whole nother plot twist so well Son of Sam should be an episode for us. Oh, definitely. We had to do something completely different, though, because you know it's been done like a million times. Yes. Like this spin as if, okay, once he was in jail and he's still predicting shit, then that that's, makes you think, you know? Yeah. Um, He gave an eerily accurate account of what was done to the slain couple's apartment the case remains unsolved the next one is october 31st 1977 one one-year-old nemo louise carter went missing from her cradle since all the windows and doors in her room were locked shut it was believed her abductor was hiding out in the closet <laughs> Uh, That's probably why I always keep my closet door open. Yeah. I keep mine closed. I want to see an open, dark space. The child was found a month later dead in a refrigerator in an abandoned house nearby. 
What makes this case even more freakier is that the previous year, three-year-old twin girls went missing in the same town. They were lured out of their house and then trapped into a refrigerator. Ah, there's a link to that. They were found days later, but only one had survived. (laughs) The surviving child, Tina Carpenter, identified their babysitter, Jacqueline Rodruski, as a kidnapper, but the accusation never led to a conviction. She was a suspect again, but there was no conviction, so this bitch got off free after killing two two kids. Telling you, back in the day, you could kill whomever you want and get away with it. Years later, she was charged with the Carpenter's child's murder and served a life sentence, but never, but never admitted to the Nima Louise Carter's case. So she never admitted to killing that kid, but she admitted to killing one of the, the siblings, which is crazy. Yes, so this episode was amazing. So good to be back on Halloween. Oh my gosh, I know you've been gone since this summer. Yes. <laughs> since since June. I took some a summer vacation. You know, <laughs> well well needed vacation. <laughs> Hopefully the next time you're on we will do a No, it'll be when we do our YouTube. The YouTube Yes. So, which hopefully will air in December. Mm-hmm. Another one of my favorite months because December is pretty creepy. Yeah, because everything's icy and cold. I think that December is more scarier than the month of October. Is it now? I think. I think so. I think it wins. Like, once we get into December and all the episodes that I have lined up, I think that October is, I think December is creepy. It's creepy for me, too. Like, all that Christmas music scares the fuck out of me. (laughs) Yes, it's like, it's really, (laughs) it's creepy. Yes, it is. It's really, it's really mysterious and, like, dark. Yeah, we'll have lots to talk about in December because some of my favorite fairies are in December. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, creepsters, that's it for this episode. I hope you guys have a good Halloween night. Please send all listener stories to info at bdumpodcast.com.